0: Cut the Crest presents The Screening Room Hello, welcome back to The Screening Room. Um, so today I'm joined by a very special guest. Uh, somebody who's been in my life for about eight eight, nine, no, almost 10 years, I'd say, actually, 2010. Yeah. Yeah, 2010. And was an instrumental part of at least my personal journey in entertainment and film and television and theatre. Uh, Mr. charan Singh. charan thank you so much for joining us.
1: Thank you. Thank you, Rudvik.
0: Um Nice to be here. So I'm just going to uh, give a quick history and sort of bring us up to how we met. So it was basically, I think it was 2010, um, we had a mutual friend, and I think it was her birthday party, and I met the uh, director of the sort of fringe theatre group, uh, London group, um, AX, which stands for reflection in Hindi, yeah, and Urdu. Um, So I met her, and we got talking, and she told me about an audition that they were holding for a new play that they wanted to do. I think it was the beginning of... Uh, was it beginning? Of, yeah, beginning of 2011, I think it was. Yep. And so I showed up uh, to the audition. And it was my first ever audition. I'd never done anything like this before. There was, it was a big room, from what I could tell. Uh, quite a few, you know, there were quite a few of us in there. Maybe about sort of 20, 25 of us. You know, split yeah. room, people auditioning and those uh, that were sort of observing. But it was all in the one space. You know, it wasn't like there was a holding area, and then somebody would get called. No, we were all kind. Of, <laughs> we weren't
1: that organized.
0: Yeah. Well, I tell you what, it felt um, more like a workshop almost. You know, it was like yeah, uh, yeah. We had we were given the directions uh, and the the I guess the brief of what what to do. Uh, it was mm. all improv really. There were no there was nothing studied. It was all improvised, and so we're doing this stuff. And um, it was great. It was such a cathartic experience for me because I just completely let myself go. I was exhausted. It was late in the evening. I'd already done like a ten-hour day at the horrific day job. Uh, excuse me. Which you know, it focuses you more, doesn't it? You think, oh God, I you know, I can't. I don't want to do this thing anymore. So I want to, you know, I'm really going to give it my all. And I'm doing this stuff, and I you can't. It was difficult to gauge how you're doing really i mean other people are performing some people perhaps not that strong so maybe you can say oh i don't know that I, I didn't i didn't quite believe that performance or what that other person was giving me um but to the sidelines i saw you Jaron, and we made eye contact and you gave me a thumbs up you were smiling and you gave me a thumbs up so i thought okay hey this is all right i'm doing something right because he's one of the guys who's judging us yeah so he he's already here. He's the boss. I need to impress, you know, this little group of people here. And I've just got a really positive thumbs up. And then we were, we went into the evening a bit more um, and did another, you know, a, a, another scenario and stuff. And I looked over again and you gave me another thumbs up, like a really sort of enthusiastic. <laughs> and that really uh, G'd me up even more. Uh, to the point where I ended up getting the part. Um, and in fact, I don't recall seeing any of those other people again, actually. they I don't, I don't know. I don't recall. Maybe my the lead that I was playing against in the play, maybe she was there. and Was she there? I can't remember. But anyway, so, Charon, I feel like, you know, I owe you an awful lot. Uh, even, oh my God! Yeah, even though you may not realize it at the time that that played a, a a a massive role in how I approach these things, okay. attitude and how that happened. Um, but thank you. No, oh, well, you're welcome, mate. You deserve it. But this is not about me. This is about you. And Charon is an interesting character um, because he, whilst his passion is clearly in uh, performance and he's made a wonderful transition to film and to camera we're going to talk about that in a little while uh from a transition from stage um he also has like some of us or so, like so many of us uh a as you've described it a bread and butter kind of role right in uh, a, a a job basically a day job which um you're also i'm assuming equally passionate about so that you you've managed to strike this incredible balance between the two uh to the point where now you're kind of you're award-winning right i mean your last picture won some awards i'm sure it did
1: yeah yeah yeah, yeah uh, my day job hasn't but my my day job hasn't but yeah the films are which is something i'm very happy about exactly
0: <laughs> um charan let's let's talk about it uh let's talk about your career your journey your process, your successes, and even your failures—if there are any—I can't see any. But um, so I saw you on stage um, for the first time. I think it was mid two thousand and ten in *Rumors*, this play uh, that was being uh, put on uh, near Baker Street in the lovely little theatre. What was it called? The um, Rudolf that... Steiner. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, Rudolf Steiner. Rudolf Steiner. Uh, yeah, lovely venue. If you ever get to go visit that, uh, do so. Um, massive, actually. Massive auditorium. Quite
1: massive, yeah, quite massive. Two hundred people, two
0: fifty. Yeah. And and it was sold out when we went there. Um Yeah, we were lucky. Yeah. Well, I don't know. I think you guys were shockingly good. Like it was really good. So well, tell me charon let's let's take it all the way back, a bit cliche, but let's take it all the way to the back. Um you have your day job. What came first? The the, the theatre, the acting work or or the day job, or how, how did that happen? How did the two? Okay.
1: How, how did the two come about and how do they continue to run in parallel?
0: Mm.
1: Um, good. So uh, thanks, Rudvig, for that beautiful introduction and taking me down the memory lane. I, I honestly do not remember those two thumbs up, but uh, I know myself and I know I can, I'm can. quite capable of that, so I must have done it, uh, not knowing that it would make a, such a huge impact in your uh, life and career and that. You would get so encouraged, but I'm happy I did it because you, you now, because of that, in a very small way, find yourself where you are and uh, you know, edged towards your uh, lifetime uh, dream to be involved in this field. So, I'm happy I gave you those thumbs ups. So I would give them to you all over again, brother. So, yeah, so I think in my life, acting um, was discovered. Um, Way early in my school days, um, junior school uh, or primary school, whatever you call it, Um, I was cast in a school play. And um, I am a Sikh, but I used to be a turbaned Sikh, you know, one with long hair uh, in India in school. And uh, invariably, they would have me open my hair up and cast me as the girl. Um, So, So that was both disturbing on one level, uh, because as per my religion, I'm not supposed to open my hair and display it in public. But the the love of acting um, was so much that I would just go ahead and do it, um, simply because that brought me on stage. And once I was on stage, um, you know, I had forgotten everything that I'm a boy, a girl, playing a girl, I'm a Sikh, I'm not supposed to show my hair. I just remember vaguely now, or not actually vaguely, very clearly now, that even at that time, at some level, it felt like I am home. You know, my soul is connected with that space, with all that. It it didn't matter whether the part was small or big. Um, At times it was very, very small. At times it was reasonable but nothing. Never played the protagonist back in those days. but I was there, you know, every small little play, I would just go to the drama teacher and say, can I do something in it? You know, just take me, you know? And sometimes they just couldn't accommodate me, but I would go and try. Um, and uh, I just I just felt at home, like I said, soulfully at home. No other place in the world made me feel like that. Um, I would go home and talk about it to my parents and they would like most, um, Indian middle class parents at the time would actively discourage that and uh, would try and talk me out of it because uh, what their argument was that, you know, these things don't get you bread and butter or get you a job at the end of the day, focus mm-hmm. on your studies, become a doctor, engineer or whatever, and get a job and get a life, really, you know, and um, so this was actively being discouraged on one side and on the other side, I felt at home, you know, say Nonetheless, um, as time went by, I went into senior school and uh, the, uh, my parents' aspirations won. And uh, I did give up uh, stage or pursuing it actively um, and um, focused on my studies. Uh, at the age of 17 or 18, I went out to sea as a deck cadet on merchant cargo ships and got into shipping. Uh, that was back in 1988. In 96, I moved to London uh, to do my master's in shipping business. And I got into shipping business in 97, working uh, for a great shipping family in London. And, uh, and there was no performing arts on the horizon or anything of the sorts. Right. Until about 2008, uh, when I went, or was it 2009? I think it was 2009. 2009, I went to watch Hux's first production called uh, 30 Days of September as a member of audience. Uh, and um, I remember taking the common friend we had, you and I, who introduced us along with me for the play, and we were both completely blown by the production. And uh, after the um, play, uh, the cast and who and the production team was kind enough to stand at the exit and greet their audience as they were leaving. And I remember telling the uh, one of the founding members of uh, "Hey, I would love to be a part of this, you know. And um, and if you ever got, you guys ever do something, I'd love to be, do anything—acting, spot boy, whatever you want me to be. I just want to come back to the space because just watching you guys and sitting in that theater made me feel." That, that calling came back. That internal calling hadn't gone somewhere. It just didn't die. It was there. Yeah. Um, so after whatever twenty-five years, it came back. And uh, and she said, sure. And uh, put your name and email ID down. And that was the end of it. Back in the days, I don't think they were mobile. They were mobile, but you put on email IDs. And uh, <laughs> and that year in uh, late year November or whatever, they were casting for their new play uh and they were holding audition calls for that so they sent me an email and uh, i went by i did an audition and uh, was fortunate enough to be cast as the protagonist for their next play which is called caught in the net um a raquini comedy and uh, and that basically turned my life around uh, for the better i think because i i rediscovered after my early days of school to now uh, Grown up, father of one, shipping professional in London. Uh, I rediscovered my true love, which was acting, and uh, thanks to us and the team there, um, so we did that play, which was very well received, and then we did the second play, which was Rumours, where we met you, and uh, then we did many more plays, and I did many more many more plays in London. Um, then came uh, twenty. Thirteen, when I moved to Singapore again for a shipping career opportunity it was very good and too good to be missed. Um, so that's what brought me to Singapore and in Singapore uh, it was a startup business so for the first three years I was too busy to win, win, see any theatre in Singapore, didn't have the time, was too busy doing the day job. Uh, in 2016 met somebody who was an Indian theatre in Singapore, I didn't even know a thing that, that existed and uh, met her and um, Again, was fortunate that uh, she cast me in her next play uh, as the protagonist and, uh, and that was the starting point of, restarting point of my acting career as it were, in Singapore, which led to a few more plays and then the film producer and director I worked with uh, was there in the audience and she came up to me after the uh, play and she said hey yeah, that was very good and uh, if I write a film uh, for you would you act in it I, I didn't believe it was for real yeah. but uh, so you know uh, I mean not often is, is an actor that lucky that the film director producer writer comes up to you and say hey I'll write a film for you would you act in it <laughs> that's
0: I mean, do you, that's, per, that's basically what you want the offers are coming to you well that's,
1: that's, that's every actor's dream come true uh, you know, and and I'll be honest. I think as an actor, you know, of course, all actors want to work with Steven Spielberg or Martin Scorsese or what have you. But I think it doesn't matter for me as an actor, and, and I, I would be speaking for many, I think, uh, even though I shouldn't. but it, it doesn't matter. I mean, of course, you would all love to. You would all love to work with great directors. You'd all like to work with different directors, I think, more than great or small. Um, because they all bring something new and demand something new out of your craft, which you never knew existed or you didn't know you could do this or you could do that. And they have a different take on things, and you want to be a part of that process at this stage of film. So she was kind enough, and it was heaven sent. And uh, she, again, like me, is a full time uh, professional in something else. Uh, she's a marketing director at a multinational, does this as a hobby filmmaking, film writing, film production. Yeah. Uh, and uh, she was on her flight a day later from Singapore to Chicago. She wrote the film script on that flight.
0: <laughs> it
1: was a whatever, 12, 14 hours flight. She didn't sleep. She, she bashed a script. And uh, from the flight, she uh, WhatsApped me. Uh, so now we are in an era where you not just have internet, and uh, I mean, you have internet on flights, and you can WhatsApp from flights. Hey, I've just finished the script. It's the first draft. Would you mind having a read of it and telling me what you think? So I said, yeah, sure, shoot it over. And uh, she emailed me and she before she landed, I had read the script. And I said, wow, this is beautiful. Mm-hmm. And um, that film uh, was, is Ashi, my first full, uh, full length feature film. Um, have you seen it with me?
0: No, not yet I've got a I've got a list of everything I saw um, you know I, I've basically lined them up. I feel really bad now because I haven't seen them yet. I haven't yeah, that's all right
1: that's all right that's all right. I, I'll resend it to you for yeah. you and RT to watch it please right but uh, yeah so so that that film came about and it was an absolutely wonderful experience working with her working with the cast who were friends and family almost. Uh, the film was shot in my apartment mainly like 95% of it except for a few outdoor shots. Um, so this lady who makes these films works on very, very small and tight budgets. She calls them almost zero budgets. So she, um,
0: she does it herself. It's like proper indie stuff, right? She's, make, she's Proper, like,
1: proper indie stuff. Doesn't get more indie than that. Yeah. Uh, it's all her money. There's no studio money. There's no company money. She saves up for a year. She makes a film. That's her story. You know, and uh, she she's gifted with excellent story writing, script writing skills. She's completely self taught. Um, she hasn't been to a single film school, uh, but nonetheless, she's won many awards, not just for Tashi, but for the films she did before that and the films she did after that. Uh, so Tashi happened. Uh, I managed to get a uh, best actor award uh, from a film festival in Calcutta, I think, in India, uh, and then. Um, then this lady embarked on her second project, uh, which this time was uh, an anthology of eight different short films woven into one feature length film. Uh, it was called Tatha at Eight, which means stories at eight. Yeah. Uh, and uh, basically it was eight short films in eight different Indian regional languages. Um, mm-hmm. The premise was that if you were a fly on the wall, flying between one apartment to another in a building, at 8 p.m. on one one fine summer evening, what would you see happening in different households? And you know, eight different families, eight different group of people will be going through something completely different at that same time and point on the planet. Yeah, and that would be important to them at that point in time. And that is what they'll be talking about. Like for example, at this point in time, this is important for you and I. Uh, somebody else out there is doing something else, you know. Uh, so, um, that was a very good project because uh, she writes in English, and um, even Tashi was written in English, and then converted into English, which is a bit of Hindi thrown in, like the way we speak in India Northern India today. Um, so, we actors converted English to English, and again for Katha at eight, um She basically wrote eight short stories and put up a casting call on Facebook saying, who's interested in acting in my next film? No acting experience needed. Uh, You know, so whoever came forward was given a script and said, okay, now you go and translate this into your language. And um, that's how the eight languages came about, because the actors she could find in Singapore, Indian actors, she could find in Singapore spoke uh, those Eight languages, and uh, they became their They they got cast in the film. It was really simple as that. It's a really, you sm- know, she, she
0: It's really smart. It's a really, really uh,
1: She she doesn't believe in. Uh, she, or, let me rephrase that. She she believes that everybody can act, or she can make everybody act, um, because her style of acting, if and when you do see Tashi you will realize, is um, is zero theatrics, zero drama. It's no different to you and I talking right now, or you and I talking like we do to our family members, you know, uh, just a normal conversation. Yeah. And her stories are um, just simple human stories. So the weight is in the story. You just have to speak your lines and do what you would normally do without any theatrics, without any drama, no Bollywood style acting. Yeah. Um, so, uh, so, therefore, she can get anybody to act. So, she uh, did this casting call, and I got, um, because I'd worked with her before, she uh, she sent me a script that said, hey, I'd like you to do this in Punjabi. So, that's how I got into her second film, and uh, it was in Punjabi. And, uh, you know, I was in the Punjabi piece, which is about a 10-12 minute film. Yeah. Uh, so, I'll send that to you too. Have, have a look. Um, because it's, it's because it's got a Gujarati film too. If if that attracts you more than uh, watching the Yina Punjabi film, yes. uh, but it's got like I said six more languages besides Punjabi and Gujarati, uh, and it's really very nicely done. Again, that film won awards. Uh, then we hit um, just before the lockdown. I did another play. Actually, I did. Uh, you remember, I said in 2010 I got cast in Ax's first play uh, that I did with them. Not their first play. I first play I did with them was called Caught in the Net. Yeah. So in February this year, I restaged Caught in the Net in Singapore, this time as a director, not playing the protagonist. Somebody else played the protagonist. Oh, but I recreated that first stage experience I had in London with Ux in Singapore oh. uh, with the same play. Uh, and because it's such a funny and beautifully written comedy, it was very well received. Uh, and then came March, and uh, then came April, and the rest is history, you know, nobody's been able to get out to do any performing arts work. But uh, yeah, so uh, the journey continues. Um, Like I said, uh, yeah, something else happened uh, during this COVID times is that uh, Shilpa, the lady who made these two films that I worked with, she, um, she decided, of her own good and free will, that uh, she would make film directors out of seven of us, who she's met in her life as actors, doing all these film projects that she's done. She identified seven or eight of us who she thought had the potential to do film direction. Maybe because I asked her so many questions when I was acting with her on the film set of why this and why not that, that she used to really get irritated with she said, Now you'll know. So uh, so she wrote, so she again wrote eight short stories, which is scripts, not just stories, um, eight short scripts for uh, eight of us. And uh, she said, okay, you're going to be the director. I'll even cast it for you amongst the known actors of Singapore. So the film was cast and written by her. A, a, there is a charity in Singapore that promotes young, uh, not young necessarily, I don't qualify, I would not qualify but uh, new uh, artists who are starting up with any projects or what have you. So they are the producers. And um, so the idea is that she is guiding us, Shilpa is guiding us on film direction, but we are to direct the full movie ourselves, all the stages. So from doing your storyboard, your photo board, uh, working with a DOP who's again doing it for the first time. Um, Actors, yes, they. They've acted before in her films and I've acted in some of them. Yeah. Um, so there's there's that level of comfort between them and the actors and the director, which really helped in my film. But uh shooting a film is is completely different to doing a theatre project, right? I, I did direct a play in London too for Axe before I left for Singapore. Um, but and then I did a play over here in Singapore, uh, got in the net, like I just mentioned. But Film direction was a whole new challenge. And I've just, like last time when we chatted on WhatsApp, if you remember, I was at the shoot. And um, yeah. that was, that that shooting completed last Sunday. So it's been seven days today. And I haven't had the time to look at the rushes, uh, oh. you know. Uh, and this is just a 10, 15 minute film. And we took, one well, the better part, well, six hours on Saturday last, and six hours on Sunday last. So um, uh, it's 12 hours of work, if not more, including the breaks and the pre-planning and rehearsals and everything. Um, so yeah, that's that's pretty much been my journey so far. Um, I I was telling somebody the other day that after we filmed this this film that I'm shooting, it's called Ghost with Meets Friend in Hindi. It's again in English, mix of in Indian English. And, you know, we were just all sitting together and having a drink and a bite and having a laugh. And it was like almost 1.30 a.m. and we've been working since 6 p.m. But we were not tired, you know, we were just yeah. so charged. And uh, um, I don't know if it was the alcohol or just the high of being in that creative space, which somebody who doesn't enjoy acting as much as we do, or enjoy theater or films as much as we as a tribe do, doesn't just get it, you know, it is, uh, I mean, I I have, uh, my parents for instance, right? I'm I'm fortunate that my wife does, and she's uh, since the start been very supportive and very encouraging more than supportive of my endeavors uh, in this field, Uh, but, and she gets it. She, she knows what this tribe is like and, and she, she completely understands that I feel completely liberated even though I might be in a small room where we are shooting a film for six hours. You just feel liberated. You just feel, you know, talking of rubbish about anything to do with theater, talking garbage uh, about what somebody in that group experienced while shooting on another film or another theater project. And it is just fun. It's hard to explain it to to those who don't do it. Uh,
0: Exactly. But
1: yeah, I mean, it's like, I don't get it why people get on a bike and ride for two days, for example. You know, I don't get it. Yeah. So similarly, uh, that's their calling. Uh, This is my calling and I love it. That's, I think, uh, my short answer. (laughs) You want to hear the long one?
0: (laughs) I could could talk to you uh, all day long. Um, Yeah, it is interesting. You you bring up that sort of that idea that when you're doing something and I suppose it applies to like you said with the cycling or whatever, it doesn't matter what it is you're doing, as long as you've got a passion for it, the the amount of input that you put into it is irrelevant. Like it you know, it it takes me back to um a shoot that I did and I was only doing background stuff, but Jesus the days were long, man. Like it was literally I was staying in a hotel out in uh near Dover and uh, I would have parked up by 5 on the coach at 5.30am which means I was waking at half 3 ish every morning uh, and we wouldn't wrap until because it was about 2 or 3 hours in uh, in hair and makeup and, and wardrobe uh, before you actually went out onto the set And and you know if you think about it that way and you're getting out to set like or well, maybe not as long as that, maybe a couple of hours. But you, you, you're not actually sitting in your first positions waiting to roll until maybe 9, 10 o'clock? Yep, yeah. For a lot of people, their day is kind of, that, that, that's a big chunk of their day, right? That's like, what are yeah. six hours or 5 hours? And then we wouldn't wrap until 8, 7, 8 o'clock that night, get back to the hotel by about 9, 9.30 if I'm lucky. Some nights ten yeah. and then you you know you go to bed and you, and, and like yeah, I, I get it for crew because this is a sensitive topic for a lot of people that turn around you know between the moment they get home and the moment they need to be back on set yeah it's it's short, yeah, and that does need to be addressed, but I suppose because I was only there for a week, and that concentrated week it was you know i I, I loved it the 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 lack of sleep meant nothing. I woke up yeah. And 30, exactly ready to go rearing to go and you see yep. the energy you know yeah maybe we looked a bit zombified you know in the beginning but once you're there that's it and it was the same experience with the Ux stuff so my first play where uh, Neha the director um, of the company but it was uh, an actor named Satvik who was uh, directing um, at least our play it was called Winter Cocktail I don't know if you remember We, we it was like a... I remember
1: Winter Cocktail yeah
0: three act um amalgamation three different stories actually brought together to form one large piece and somehow it worked you know on paper initially i thought how does any of this stuff relate but it worked you know uh, there was yeah. a beautiful thread that ran through it and though i remember that experience because i was still doing the day job um traveling you know my commute was about an hour and a half each way but as soon as it finished in the evening at the day job in the car, bang, to rehearsals. And we'd be sat there for like five hours or whatever. We wouldn't finish until 1 a.m., you know? Uh, yeah. You know, 12, 1 o'clock at night. And by all accounts, uh, yeah, it was exhausting. But still, the energy uh, remained, you know. Um, and I think the exhaustion was an interesting, for me at least, an interesting uh, learning curve because towards the end, it did start affecting my ability to like my recall was suffering, so (laughs) lines would drop or whatever. But then I remember just before you go on stage, that first night, I was exhausted. You know, we'd done like a month or whatever of just intense rehearsals, almost every evening, weekends, as well as all the other commitments in our lives. And yet when you're waiting to go on and you go on, it's just like, that switch is flicked and yeah, you know, it's just, it just happens and it's there and you're not tired. You're not complaining. You're not moaning. Uh, and you just do it. Yeah, exactly. It's exactly what you're saying. You just, when you're in that space, when you're surrounded by like-minded people, it's just, I don't know, something happens.
1: It's magic. It's, it's just magic. That's the only way to describe it. The only word for it is magic. You can't, you can't recreate it elsewhere. You can't make it in a factory you know and that's why i'm not as an actor i'm not afraid of artificial intelligence or robots taking over because i know they cannot do this they can't. um
0: so yeah so uh Charan, tell me a little bit about like you know because we you've charted your journey now it is a fascinating journey especially the fact that you've managed to balance uh a day job family life and the performance stuff, and it's not like you're just passively going in and just acting or doing whatever. You, you know, you've got involved in other areas. As you said, you were directing. Um, I, I do want to ask you later on, though, uh, you know, if perhaps writing is on the horizon for you. But
1: no, I don't think I haven't.
0: Okay, okay. Well, there you go. Oh, maybe I won't ask you later on. You've just answered it. <laughs> <laughs> the how do you find that? Trend? Was there? A transitionary period. Did you find that you had to transition between a stage and camera, or did it just flow? Was that? I mean, how did you find?
1: No, it didn't. It didn't flow. Um, so I think the 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 essence of acting uh, did flow. Um, when I say the essence of acting, it's very simple for me. It's basically, you know, I'm I'm just a character in a story being presented written by somebody and directed by somebody else and I've just got to play that part with all honesty um, and convincingly uh, internally and once it's played internally convincingly I believe it is shown externally convincingly. Um, it is visible. Uh, so that that bit is definitely common uh, but I, I did have to go through a learning curve for acting in front of a camera which I had not well I've never been to, I I have never been to any form of acting school. So I don't know the different schools of acting or Mm. never been formally trained in it. So, um, uh, and acting in, what I realized with with camera was that, you know, acting on camera is very, very different to acting on stage. So I put it this way to most people that, uh, you know, on, on stage, you use your entire body to act. You know, because Mm -hmm. the person who's sitting in that 40th row in the corner over there, who's also bought a ticket and deserves no different performance uh, to the guy who's sitting in the front row, cannot necessarily see that slight movement in the eye or the slight raise of an eyebrow or a whisper here or a whisper there. So he needs to uh, see all that, whatever it is that you're emoting or trying to express. Uh, at that moment in time as an actor, um, quite clearly in that distance. So you do use slightly more exaggerated format of um, expression, um, and historically, stage and theatre has been a little theatrical, a little dramatic. Yeah. Um, there is more realism coming in, there is experimental theatre and, you know, there are Various various kinds of theatres, but um, the moment the lights go on on a stage, you do see that most people, most actors act slightly differently to what they would learn in their normal lives, mm-hmm. right? Um, so I was one of those uh, uh, kind of actors, and when I started acting and Silva started directing me in this film Tashi uh, during the rehearsal, so uh, we had a six-month rehearsal period before we went to shoot. Wow. Uh, she would stop me right there when we were rehearsing. and would say, Sharon, stop acting. Just just say the line like Sharon would. It doesn't matter. You're not a character. Just be yourself. Just say the line that, you know, this is your sister, this is your mother. You're having a conversation with them. You, were Don't you, act at all.
0: Were you overdoing it, do you think, for the camera? You were, you were bringing that... Yeah. Yeah.
1: yeah. yeah. I mean... Uh, but yeah, I mean, we didn't have the camera on during rehearsals, but she, being somebody who had done films before, um, could see it that how this would look on camera, and she knew that this wouldn't look uh, right, and it would look as if I was acting, uh, and she did not want that. Um, so, yeah, I think I think on on camera you you do tend to use a lot more of your eyes, and um, post post working. Um, in these films that I've done, I've started watching. When I watch a film now, um, you know, you you watch other things other than just watching a film. You know, sipping during a film, you watch how actors act, you watch how a shot has taken, the angles that they have decided to go for, and so on and so forth. So uh, you do see that there is so much more in the eyes. You know, you've got to be able to uh, convey that. Um, whatever it is that you're trying to convey through your eyes, because you catch yourself as an audience member in a cinema or at home, when you're watching a video or on your television or wherever you watch yourself, watching a film, and you will see that most of the time we look at the person's eyes.
0: Now, when we are having
1: this conversation, I'm looking at the screen, I'm not looking at the sides, I'm looking bang in the middle of big eyes. Um, So, you know, the audience is looking at your eyes and therefore everything that you're doing is, is coming out through your eyes. Um, now has to come out through your eyes. On stage two, you, you do use your eyes, but hmm. they are seeing a lot more of you. They're seeing the whole set, they're seeing the interaction, the interplay between actors. You know, so you're, you, you're using a lot more of you to convey that piece. Um, so that learning took a while. And uh, so for me, there is a difference. In the two formats. Yeah. Uh, I, having done theater, I think if, if a director wants me to be a little bit more dramatic on camera, I can be. And vice versa now, if I'm doing a theater project and, a, and somebody wants me to be very normal, I can be that too. Yeah. Um, neither are right or wrong. They're just different styles and, you know, for different
0: purposes. Yeah, I suppose like if you're, if you're on stage, you know, most of the stuff that, at least that I've done, has been quite. Intimate, you know, small groups of people, and I've been to my fair share of plays where it is just, you know, maybe fifty people in, a, you know, surrounding this little stage, and and you you can get, yeah, you have that intimacy, and you can see more, and as you say, you can see more of the the expression, the eyes. Whereas, for example, that the first play that I saw you guys in, Rumors, I mean, there was no way, right? We, I, I at least when we went there, I can't remember if we got to pick the seats or if it was a free for all i think it was a free for all in terms of seating i think it was a free for all yeah so i adopted my cinema old school cinema method or when even when i'm booking cinema tickets i try and get smack bang in the middle right center yeah and obviously that doesn't work when you're talking about stage uh, performance yeah i was way too far back really um which is my you know which is why i come to that, that auditorium uh was quite large you know it was it was quite a few uh 100 people in there um i you know you, you just don't see that nuance um so you have to kind of project but luckily you know you guys knew what you were doing and everything it did read you know it did we could read it you know every motion every whatever and it's interesting where you're talking about how you're untrained so same as me really i mean yeah fine i've studied a little bit of film production you know short course here and i read quite a lot and stuff um and but most of my training has been on the job training uh which likewise yeah exactly so those kinds of things um you pick up and you don't necessarily realize that you are actually studying you're learning you're you're picking oh yeah so the, the film, so being on camera, because obviously your, your, your experience with stage goes all the way back to childhood. It's something inherent. It's something that's been in you. You know, you're talking about how you would leave it for substantial periods of time. You know, we're talking, you know, a decade, two decades, then come back and do it again. Um, I think it's testament to the fact that these, this is, we're doing it because it's in us. You know, it's not, yes. it's there that I do. I am a firm believer of um, this notion of talent, of something that just exists uh, that w- is there for us to build upon. Now, whether that talent is, um, whether you're a good orator, whether you can act, whether you can write, whether you can draw, whether you can paint, whether whatever you're an incredible athlete. Yeah, whatever. Um, yeah, whatever. Yeah. Add to that, you know, you, it develops. And yeah. The American uh th- slogan thing where they say um you know we're all born equal or whatever it whatever it is uh, i i this is going to sound controversial but i don't believe that for a second
1: no some are some are more equal than others
0: yeah 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 <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's bonkers it, it um but it but it also makes for a really interesting you know life experience seeing everything um So with the film stuff, now you've been, you've made that transition. It was in you, and I think you've had to adjust a little bit so that you can work that same talent, that same whatever is inside you, uh, but delivering it to a slightly different audience, in this case, a camera. Um, Yeah. Or cameras, it depends, you know, because sometimes you you might do multicam. Yeah. You've got to have a spatial look to what you're doing. Um, So that transition you've already said was kind of difficult. Do you have a preference or is it all just, you know, just another day on the between stage and film? Yeah, yeah, between being on camera or being on the stage? Because you know they say I would say actors, media.
1: Yeah, <clears throat> I would say definitely stage for me because uh, okay. it's definitely a more painstaking uh, format, um, but it's equally for me more rewarding but equally, actually, a lot more rewarding um, than film because the way you connect with your audience in theater is not the same way as you said, your audience is a camera or two cameras or three cameras, whatever, right? Um, It's the few films that I've done. um, I don't find filmmaking as organic a process as theater, you know? I find uh, film making is a lot more to do with the filmmaker and the team than purely an actor out there on stage. Uh, so, you know, with with a with a theater project, you could you could be a bit rogue, and you could be as an actor. Um, trying to do something that you want to do with a particular piece or a scene and the director says, oh, no, 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 not not like this. Let's let's try and do it this way. You're not convinced, but you do it, right? But on the day of the performance, there's nobody there to say cut, right? (laughs) You just go ahead and do the way you think it should be done. Uh, And it works. And sometimes it doesn't and then you get told off for it, but it's fine. Um, You know, uh, but you are on your own out there. Uh, There is no retakes. There is no... Uh, edits. It is what you've It is the work that you put into the character, into the story, into the presentation of the whole play. It's a lot more hard work. It's months and months and months of rehearsals to get it right. Um, but the joy that I get of, you know, you don't even have to wait for the play to end to, to know what the audience's feedback is. Whilst you're performing, there is that there's that energy that you can sense between yourself and um, the audience, and you can feel that your hearts are now in sync. You know, you are communicating at some level, and you're feeling each other. Um, and that's that's surreal. That's that's fantastic. If you if you hit that note with your audience um, in in film, I find that uh, you know. Okay, I. Uh, I could be told, or if I'm directing, like I did last week, I, I could tell the uh, could tell the actor, hey, can you give this to me slightly differently, and the camera is still rolling. And can you give it to me slightly more differently, a little bit more of this, a little bit more of that.
0: Yeah. And then on the
1: editing board, I'll, I'll cut and paste, you know, whatever I think works best. So I definitely feel that it's it's more a filmmaker's craft. Hi there. <clears throat> um, than uh, a pure artist's uh, craft. Yes, I do, I'm not undermining for once uh, the great film actors or all film actors, because one of the things I find extremely challenging in film acting is, um, so in in a a play in a play, I'm assuming most stories move in a (coughs) linear way, you know, (coughs) Uh, so so your 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 graph moves, your character's graph moves in a particular direction, <laughs> and uh, you hold on a second. Out. Yeah, sorry, sorry about that. So I was saying that um, in a film, what what they tend to do is, you know, you don't shoot the film in a linear fashion. You may shoot the the end first, and the the, the beginning, and then the middle part, and you know, in whatever sequence. Uh, for whatever reasons work best for the, um, for the production. Uh, and then it's all cut and paste put together in the fashion that we see it. But for an actor to be able to play what's going to happen to the character midway of the journey of the film uh, on the first day of the shoot, and for example, play what's going to happen to the actor at the start of the film on the last day of the film shoot, to my mind as a theatre actor, it's, it's, it's unbelievable how those actors pull it off because you know uh, they don't get to do that journey which you do on stage because you are evolving as the story goes and you know you notice how that character has evolved and you have rehearsed it in that manner. Uh, so I find that very challenging in films. Uh, but of course, the, the few films that I've done, very, very few films that I've done in Singapore, like I said, with this, with this one particular director and she believes in rehearsals. Yeah. so so yeah. uh, so because of that journey of rehearsals we the linear way uh not to end goes that's how the rehearsals are done as it was a play then when she tells you we should pass it first or the first bit last we can do it because we't we rehearse that way we know how we rehearse the first piece we know how we rehearse the last piece. so we are, we are able to switch um but I know that the bigger actors or the you know they don't do that they just go on set and they uh, they give you the scene that you want them to. So huge, huge admiration for them. But for me, yeah, it's stage,
0: definitely. Yeah, I get it. I mean, uh, it's, you know, you're talking also about that. I mean, I suppose that that is why a lot of actors say that theater is the actor's medium because they're 100% in that character. You just, yeah, you follow it, start to end. But there are some yeah, and, and you, it's, un, it's kind of unheard of to shoot a film chronologically, right? I think there's a couple of couple of directors, uh, American directors who've done that, and their names are escaping me now, but um there's a couple of guys who do that, but like for me, because i've I've produced films, you know I've made made stuff, um, I just find that astronomically uh daunting thought to have to shoot something, because unless it's sort of written in a way where all your locations line up, you know, the, the the first act is in one place, second act is in another, and the third act is somewhere else, you know, um, if you can do that and there isn't any back and forth, as you're saying, then yeah, okay, fine. But uh, then to me, that means that you would be structuring the film whilst writing it uh, to shoot consecutively. And as a writer, I don't think you want those kinds of, Restrictions, you just need to constraints,
1: yeah, no, you don't
0: yeah.
1: but you're right, I think very few films get shot in a um in a chronological order of story. Um, you know, they always get back and forth and what have you and that's extremely challenging. Um and it's it's for me my my life, my love for stage is not just um because of that, you know, because of stage being chronological and film actually not being chronological. It's more for the other things that I said, where where the connect with the audiences is, is more immediate, more real, good or bad, um, you know. And I find it more a, a performing artist's space. Uh, film I find is more a filmmaker's. It's a craft. It's it's a technique. You know, you can you can be a brilliant actor. The film can get screwed up on the editing board, yeah, on the editing table, exactly. right. Uh, you could be a bad actor, and the film could be made on the editing table, right? Okay. Um, you know, you could. So the director who is is a lot more than just a stage director. Film director, in my mind, is a lot more a. It's, it's a different skill set to being a theater director. Yeah. So yes, there are people who do both, but I think they are a different skill set, and you need to know filmmaking. Yeah. Which is a whole different uh, skill to just plain simple going on stage and doing the play. Right. Uh, nothing simple about it, but yeah, I mean, it's it's a different skill set,
0: yeah.
1: uh, different format. It it does require a good BOP, uh, you know. It does require good photography skills, cinematographic skills. It requires good sound recording skills. Films. Uh, it requires good lighting skills. It requires good editing skills. It requires good art direction, you know. And that's why perhaps it's such a complex industry and such a big industry of multi-billions and trillions of dollars, because you need all those people to, to put together a convincing film. Whereas when it comes to uh, theater, you know, you've seen us and, you know, we hardly had any resources and you could still put up a convincing play.
0: Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um. So what... What lies next then? Where, what do you see yourself? I mean, you you just finished uh, directing the short. Um, what comes next?
1: I don't know. Uh, to be honest, I really do not know. Uh, look, this film, uh, I've got to look at the Russians first and uh, and start directing, uh, start editing it, sorry, uh, because Silvia is going to be on my case very soon about she wanted me to submit the first rough cut. Her within a period of time, and I don't think I'm going to meet that deadline. <laughs> um, so for now, this is the only project in the pipeline, there's nothing else firm. Um, we as a theater group in Singapore sometimes read get together, we read data scripts, or play scripts, or what have you. Um, but there's nothing, no production on the floor at the moment, as you would say. Uh, also because we are in the midst of this COVID crisis, and uh, we Really, do not know how the world will unfold after this, and when will it normalize? quote unquote, because um, we don't know what the new normal will be. Um, we don't know when people will be allowed back in cinemas and theaters. Uh, what will be the format uh, for this art to to thrive? Um, you know, so that all remains to be seen. But uh, my day job is also equally in um, in, in in its own set of worries about what's going to happen to the world post COVID or when is it going to normalize or will it be the new normal what will be the new norm so uh, so a lot of brain time gets taken up by that um, and of course there's family life uh, which is also to be managed within the COVID world of sitting indoors as much as possible um, so right now no I don't think I have the I, I'm I'm not in that creative space to Want to. There's no desire right now to do anything either because these are the things on the table and there's plenty there to, to, to work with. I think uh, I, I perform best when there is not much going on in my mind. Uh, and there is a, I think, to, to be um, a convincing actor, there's a certain amount of peace you need. Uh, and in that space of peace, you create this character who's not you, who is this character. But if you have no space to let that character in, there's so much commotion in my own life that uh, I would not be doing justice to that character if there is no space for that character to live in me for that period of time. So uh, right now, my life is quite full. There is no space to do anything else. But also, uh, most of the work just comes to me. Uh, I've been very, very fortunate. Like I said, uh, you know, Shunpa came to watch our play and she wrote a film for us. then another film happened and so on and so forth. So uh, I'm, I'm one of those lazy guys, you know, who doesn't go out there looking for acting jobs or theater work and whatever comes my way, I tend to say yes, or if I I rarely say no. If I have the time and space, I'll, I'll go and do it short or big. Or um, you, you saw us do most of the arts guys did a little short parts in this play called Baba Shakespeare in London. Yep. I don't know if you came and watched it.
0: I did. Um,
1: and uh, you know that was—I had a five-minute part in that, about ten minutes maybe at best. And uh, but it was fun. It was a lot of fun because we got to work with uh, theatre actors from other such groups in London from the Theatre Company, and they were all brilliant. Uh, so yeah, I do not know. I believe there are forces up there who are uh, who. who Who've given me this journey this far and will take me wherever they want me to go with this journey and if, in practically speaking um, if, if, if the journey doesn't go anywhere and ends here, uh, it's still been great and I'll have no complaints because um, you know whatever I got, I was extremely fortunate I know a lot of people who are there more deserving who just haven't been that fortunate. Places like London, LA, New York there's so many young aspiring actors who would kill to have a journey as even as small as mine, um, you know, to to get those opportunities to act on a theater uh, act on a theater or on a film. Um so I've been extremely fortunate and uh, you know if, if suddenly universe decides that okay this is this is being good for you and this is where no more work will come to you, I'll have zero regrets. Uh And uh, that'll be fine. But if if more work comes and comes, I'll I'll, I'll do whatever best I can with it.
0: Charan, thank you so much for talking to us today, mate. It's been really interesting. It's been great catching up.
1: Thank you, Ruthwick. It's been great catching up with you two after so many years.